This is the EWN Podcast Network. Everybody wants to win. It's how we define success in life. Michelle Nagel explores resilience, teaches you happiness hacks, and provides tools for building positive relationships, all of which are essential for winning at the game of life. Join us to learn how to roar. Welcome to Roar to Win. This is Michelle Nagel, your host. And I have as my guest today, Stephanie Armagost, who is the founder of Familiar Thoughts, a coaching and consulting practice dedicated to helping overwhelmed small business owners find the time and money in their business to have the life and the business they really crave. Stephanie has over 30 years of accounting and administrative operations experience with small businesses, and her superpower is listening. She loves helping her community and is a member of her local chamber of commerce and co-organizer of the Women Mean Business Program Committee. When she isn't working on her business, you'll find Stephanie camping in the woods, spending time with her husband and kids, or snuggling up in a comfy chair with a bunch of cats and a good book. So welcome, Stephanie. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this discussion today. Yeah, I think um, I really enjoyed our our introductory get-to-know-each-other conversation, and I think that we're going to have a great time today. So um, our podcast talks about resilience, optimism, accountability, and resourcefulness, and which one of those resonate with you? Um, actually, all of them. It's one of the things that I really that really drew me to your podcast. <laughs> I've actually listened to uh, quite a few of your your um, your podcast and and. I just, the resilience and the um, optimism are, are like two main things that really, really draw me, but I've been working a lot with accountability lately and um, resourcefulness, of course, you know, that's, that's a really big thing that I bring in when I'm working with businesses. So, so you kind of hit all the things that I was interested in. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, that's what I like about that is it's my true belief that if a person is adopts each one of those um, principles that you can pretty much accomplish anything. Yes, yes. I definitely believe that. So um, how did you learn that you were resilient? Um, I actually am on my fourth marriage. So um, going through three different divorces. Um, I kind of had to learn to be resilient because um, I, I am one of those people that, um, you know, once, once the marriage was over, I, I would just move on. You know, I just, I got to the point where I was like, I, I had to be resilient. I, I, I didn't know any other way. And I believe that that life just keeps going on, you know, and I found that after every bad thing that happened to me, you know, you'd go through this horrible, horrible thing. And then the next day you had to get up and you had to keep living your life. It wasn't like all of a sudden you just stopped. So I had to learn to be resilient. And I think we have the resilience in, in all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, resilience is something that can be stored up, which we don't ever think about that because most of us are running so fast and so ragged all the time that we're running on empty. But resilience can be built up by taking care of ourselves, you know, taking those moments to step outside and deep breathing to, you know, breathe the fresh air or 
those are the things that we can do to build up our resilience rather than having one disaster right after the other. And so right. how, how did those experiences affect your optimism? Because like four marriages, that's, that's quite a lot to deal with. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I actually, it's funny because I, um, I was brought up in a military family. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the, the military, you know, their thought is, embrace the suck. You know? It's like everything is sucking right now. You just have to embrace it and just keep going with it. And it, it never, it never resonated with me. It never, I never really felt like that was something that, you know, that kept me going. It wasn't something that kept me going forward. I wanted to be happy. And so it became a choice for me. It was like, okay, I want to be happy, so I'm going to be happy. And so I started choosing the things that made me happy and made me, you know, made me optimistic about things, stopped looking at, okay, this is going on. Well, okay, well, what's the good side to this? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that kept me moving forward instead of looking back at the bad stuff and going, well, I'm going to do this anyway. I, I needed something to look forward to. And so the optimism kind of grew in me. And so it, it became an integral part of the way that I looked at things. Yeah, I really appreciate that you said that it was a choice because mm -hmm. everything we do is a choice. I mean, we can choose to be absolutely miserable or we can choose to be happy. And so um, how did you, did you just like wake up one day and decide that you were going to be happy? Oh, no. <laughs> I had to swim through the whole embrace the suck, you know, and, okay. and go through it. And why, why is everything happening to me? You know, what, what's going on? And um, actually, I, um, after my second marriage fell apart, I was like really, really just down on myself and down on everything to the point where I was crying all of the time. And um, my, my second husband at the time was like, you got to see a therapist, you got to be put on drugs. And, and I've never been a person that really, you know, really wants to be on a lot of drugs and be spacey or anything. Um, so I actually, I had a friend who told me about this counselor who did Reiki and um, I was like, you know, that, that sounds interesting. And I think she'd be open-minded and let, let me go see her. And she was like, you don't need to be put on drugs. You're just unhappy. <laughs> That's why you're crying all of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so through her, I, um, I actually, she, she would do like half an hour of counseling and then some Reiki. And through her, I, I learned how, you know, how um, to choose, how to choose to be happy, how to, how to choose how I'm living my life, how to, you know, I started studying Reiki and started doing energy work. Um, and that's, that's actually how I first started on my, my path to optimism, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I really am, uh, excited that you looked for alternatives because that is often what happens is you go to a doctor, they give you a drug. Yes. Um, 
it's been my experience that you walk into the doctor's office and he sees you for two minutes and says, what's wrong? And you say, I'm depressed. And he says, okay, he writes out a prescription and hands it to you. And it's kind of like, he didn't ask you why. I didn't try to get to the, into the root of what it was. He just gave you a Band-Aid to put on the top of it so you don't feel those emotions. But the emotions don't go away. They're still there and they cause health problems if you don't pay any attention to them. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I really appreciate that story. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. That was very helpful for me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it really is a, a mindset shift that you had. Mm -hmm. And you made mm -hmm. the choice that you wanted to be happy. And so you started to have to look for ways to be happy. And a lot of people just go like they expect happiness to show up rather than, than going to search for it and or or make the changes within that they need to, to be able to do that. So that's great. Um, so you obviously had to exercise some resourcefulness to be able to find those things that made you happy. How were you able to do that? Um, well, I, I had to become resourceful, um, you know, especially, well, especially after the, the second husband, because while I was with him, I actually, I, way back when, now we're like stretching, <laughs> way back then, I was actually a professional stage manager. And um, you don't make a lot of money in the theater. And all of a sudden, I had to find a place to live. You know, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't go back to him. You know, I couldn't continue living there. So, um, and, and being a stage manager, I wasn't making a lot of money. And so I was like, okay, I have skills. You know, I, I had been, my mom had taught me how to be a bookkeeper. And I had, you know, I had had, you know, jobs in and out of, you know, bookkeeping. And in fact, I was working um, also at the theater during the day doing their bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had skills so I went out and it, ironically, um, I was at a bank and I started talking to, I was opening up my own bank account because before that I had had a joint bank account. <laughs> that was a lesson learned. <laughs> so I was opening up a separate bank account just for me. Um, and I started talking to the woman who was opening um, up the bank account for me and she, she actually was like, well, you know, what do you do? What do you do? What kind of job are you looking for? And it just so happened that um, the day before, um, the owner of an engineering company had come in and, and they were talking and he was looking for an executive assistant. And so I'm like, I, I can do that. You know, I, I know I, I have lots of skills, you know, and I can do that. And so um, I had her give him my phone number he called me the next day. I went, I, I told him, I said, I'm working in a theater right now. I'm wearing shorts and a tank top. And he's like, I don't care what you're wearing. I just want to interview you. So I went over there and I had the job the next day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just, I, I had to become resourceful. I was like, what skills do I have? What can, what can I leverage? You know, who do I know? Okay. Who, who can I get to know? You know, and um, it, it's all about finding your way. And it's, it's interesting how many people are out there that are willing to help you and actually may know some things. It's just a matter of, you know, having the resourcefulness to and, and the courage to ask. Yes. Yeah. 
Thank you for saying that word. <laughs> ask. Right. Yes, asking is so important. And so because you were willing to ask the lady at the bank to give your phone number to this guy rather than, mm -hmm. you know, think of the stories that you could have written in your head about, oh, I can't do that because, you know, she'll think I'm pushy or who am I or, you know, who, you know, just you could make up any kind of story. So that's really great. Um, so you said that recently you've been getting more into accountability. What brought that on? And, and what are you finding with that? Well, with, um, with accountability, it's like I find that, you know, that women, well, me in particular, I, I always am accountable to somebody else. I am more willing to be accountable. You know, if, if you need something from me, I am going to make sure that I give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, I am accountable to everybody else. What I have been working on lately is being accountable to myself. Uh -huh. You know, self-integrity. I'm doing this. I said I was going to do this. You know, I need to get up and take a walk. I'm going to get up and take a walk. You know, being being accountable to myself and making myself um, just as important as everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's about building building my own trust, building trust within myself again, because I think, you know, I think a lot of times we're looking outside, especially as women, because we're mothers and we're wives and, you know, we're daughters and we're the caretakers. So we take care of everyone else. And sometimes that means that we don't do the self-care that we need to do. So building accountability to ourselves and building our own self-integrity and trusting ourselves learning to trust ourselves again and so I've been doing a lot of accountability work mm -hmm. that that's really an important point because you're right we are we want to make sure that we keep our word we do whatever it is that somebody else needs us to do and we've come up with this to-do list of things that we need to make sure I get this to John Charlie Fred Sarah you know go through the list mm -hmm. and make sure that we show up for them and do whatever it is that they need but then when it's time for us we think oh I'm so exhausted well I need to do something I need to exercise I need to do something you think oh I don't want to do that and you grab something that you know is unhealthy to eat and you don't take care of yourself. So you're right. And, and we do lose trust with ourselves. Just like, I'm going to get up and exercise this morning. Ha. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and that's how I was, I was doing that a lot to myself. You know, it's like, you know, if you were my client, I was there for you. I, you know, I would go over and above. But if it was something that, that I had said that I was going to do for me, you know, and somebody else needed something, I would drop what I was going to do for me to, to do for them. And so what I've been doing lately is I've been putting my things on my calendar. You know, this is what I'm doing for me. I'm meditating for this hour. And that becomes a block of time of that's, I mark it busy. You know, I can't put anything else in that spot. And that is for me. And I am, I am going to do it. And it's, it's, it's all part of me building my self-trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is really, really important that we do have that self-trust. Mm -hmm. um, 
we are going to take a short break and then come right back. We're listening to, or we're talking with Stephanie Armagost, who's the founder of Familiar Thoughts, and we will come right back. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Welcome back. This is Michelle Nagel with Roar to Win, and I'm interviewing Stephanie Armagost, who's the founder of Familiar Thoughts, a coaching and consulting practice dedicated to helping overwhelmed small business owners find the time and money in their business to have the life and the business they really crave. So I appreciate the things that you've been saying so far, Stephanie. It's like, I, it, it's so cool. It's like listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I tell my clients these things too. That's cool. So, oh, wow. um, uh, so you um, you said that you went then you worked with this guy um, and was his executive assistant. And mm -hmm. how did you get from there to starting your own business? Oh wow! So that was many many years ago. That was about twenty years ago when when I was doing that. Um, so for about 13 years, I, I actually was helping this guy build his business and I was watching him, um, watching him build this business. This was back in, uh, 2006, 2007. Um, and I was, I was helping him build it. He was doing all of the con consultants and, you know, all the field stuff. It was an IT company that I started working for and I was brought in to do his bookkeeping and then then I ended up doing contracts and um, uh, personnel security um, and just all the administrative stuff so I kind of became his his business operations person mm -hmm. um, and he started off with it was it was just me and him and and it and it and it executive assistant for him in a cubicle and about 12 guys in the field and so we started building that business up to we had 120 people um, and he was making 20 million a year and after just learning and years and years of learning all of this I was like you know what um, I could do this for myself um, I actually I Back in 2011, I went through my third, <laughs> my third divorce, um, and it just, it really made me start looking at 
you know, how I was giving over my power to everybody else. Mm-hmm. How I, you know, I was, I was in a job, I was in a marriage, I was, you know, I was always beholden to somebody, always letting everybody else take the lead. Um, and the, so after that, the very first lead that I, I decided to take was um, I was going to be extremely independent. I, I made good money. And so I got, you know, I got my own, um, my own place to live and I started taking care of myself. And when I actually started dating my current husband, I, I actually told him flat out, I'm like, I am with you because I want to be, not because I need to be. I was, I was going to be so independent. Um, and it just, it got to the point where I decided, you know, I could actually build my own business. So I started reading up on it and I started taking some classes and all of that. But the funny thing is, is my business kind of started not because I made this push to start a business. It was because, um, I, I did a talk at this meetup that I was at and it was about personal finances actually. And I started having some people start to approach me and say, Hey, can you help me? Um, I, you know, I'm going through a divorce and I need help with my finances. So I actually started with personal finances. Um, and, and then through the meetups, I started meeting people who had, um, who had companies and they, they needed, um, advice on, you know, hiring people and administrative stuff. And so I started, I started taking on clients like that. And that's, that's actually how it all just kind of started. It just kind of organically started coming up and it's just been the last two years that I've really just been like, okay, I guess I, I really want to really start moving on this now instead of doing the onesie twosies here and there. And, and I started building my, building up my business and really getting out there and, and helping people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, so what is the favorite part about what you do? My favorite part about what I do is um, trying to figure out what people want because I know what they need. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, so trying to figure out what they, what they, they really think that they want and giving them the aha of, oh my gosh, this is what I need. Thank you. This is the key. This is what I've been looking for. And usually the key is already inside of them. That's why I named my company Familiar Thoughts Mm -hmm. is because a lot of the time what's happening is we're out in the world and we're doing our business and we have, we have accounting over here and we've got to worry about, oh, I got to get this VA this and oh, this customer wants this instead. And and oh, should I add this? And what's going on with the marketing? We have all this noise going on in our heads, you know. And so, what happens is is we're in the middle of our business, and our day has gotten so filled up that we can't see what's right in front of us. <laughs> and so, um, and I said, my superpower is listening. So what usually happens is I will sit down with with this business owner. And it's, they, they will just start talking. I start, you know, asking them 
questions about their business and they will just start talking. And then the next thing we know, I'll just, I'll hit the one question that unlocks everything. And they're like, oh my gosh, I totally know this. I know exactly what to do now. And I've known all along. It's just, they could not, they couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And so the thought was there all along. They they already knew what what needed to happen and how to do it. Um, but it's just that that aha of there's the key. Now we can do this. And and then just watching them take off, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And and so, what is your vision for the future? Um, my vision is actually my vision for my company and everybody else out there is to flip the switch on how many small businesses are failing. I would rather have the statistics show that more small businesses are succeeding than failing. You know, I think, I think we're actually going to start seeing the turn of the tide. So yes, of course we've got the Amazon and, and everybody you know, everybody, that's the convenient thing to use and stuff like that. But I think we're also getting to the point where the small businesses are going to come back. The, you know, the little mom and pop coffee shops, you know, when I, when I asked my daughter what she wants to do now, she's like, oh, I want to open up a little, a little cafe with a little ba- with a little bakery. You know, she's thinking about opening her own small business and, and I'm thinking that that's, you know, that's wonderful. You know, this is, this is the next generation coming up, you know, and they're going to take us, I don't think they're going to take us backwards. I think they're going to, to move us forward so that we have um, a mixture of the whole technology where everything's convenient, but also the community with the Let's go. Let's walk down to the bookstore. Let's walk down to the you know the little cafe. I think I think we're gonna find more of an evening out where we can have more small businesses that will succeed. And that's what I'm envisioning for the future. And that's what I want my business to have a hand in. I want to help the small businesses to succeed. Get past that three-year mark. Get past that five-year mark. You know, be able to pass it down to their kids if that's what their kids want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really wonderful because um, a lot of the the well, even the mental illness that we have is because we don't have connection with community anymore, and the mm-hmm. um, and the community connection of of you know, let's go to the little shop downtown and and pick up a book or maybe sit down and have something to drink or do something that's where we have the opportunity to actually connect with each other again, which kind of brings me into a topic that, that uh, we had talked about on the phone actually was tell me, tell me your thoughts about living from the heart. Absolutely. Um, One of the things that I, you know, it kind of goes along with the optimism. Um, One of the things that I really had to learn was to lead with love, you know, to not be afraid of love, not be afraid to show love, to, to follow, you know, follow your heart, be open to new experiences, be, you know, don't, not shutting yourself off. I could have said after, 
you know, after having the first two failed marriages, well, even after the first one failed marriage, okay, well, I'm not doing this again, you know, and, and I, I believe after the second one, it was such a bad experience that I actually had basically decided, no, you know, loving is too, it's too much. But if I, if I lived my life that way, I think it would be going the way of embracing the suck, you know, go, you know, embracing the depression, embracing, embracing all of that. And I don't think that that's why we're here to live. I think we're here to, to, you know, spread the love and to share the love and to, you know, to love our neighbors, love our family, you know, fall in love, feel the feels and, you know, and feel all of the feels. Okay. If you're sad this day, okay. Feel the sad, but don't hold on to it. Don't, don't let yourself get stuck there, you know, moving forward and, and doing things with love. And one of the things that I, I like to bring into my, um, into my company is, is a love you know, the, the whole excitement, you know, the, 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 you know, friendly love of creating relationships, you know, and letting yourself be out there and putting your heart out there. And, you know, if it gets crushed, okay, it gets crushed. You know, we are resilient. We talked about resilience, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's about doing what you love and just, doing everything with love. So is that pretty much where you start your clients out? Um, I pretty much start them out with um, helping them to love their business again. So the very, the very first part of moving your business along is getting back in touch with it. Because by the time that I get, I get to work with my clients, you know, they've already They've already started their journey. They're already, you know, most of them are solo entrepreneurs who get to that, you know, they're being successful and they're getting to it. They, but they've gotten to that point where they don't, they can't make the next step because they're not exactly sure which way to go. And they've lost the, the love that they had, the whole reasoning that they started their business. So in order for them to get unstuck and to move forward, the very first thing that they need to do is to kind of quiet all the stuff that's going on in their brain and reconnect with the whole reason that they started their business because now you can start any business and the best businesses to start is with something that you love, that you enjoy, some old family recipe. So you're going to start, you know, the restaurant, you know, some, you know, some, I'm going totally blank. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then we'll ask you another question. (laughs) So, you know, people get to the point of where um, they've they've been trying in their business and they just feel like um, they can't do anymore. It's not, they're not being successful with it as they want to be. And so you kind of have this conundrum because we're always told that the majority of people stop like just incremental inches away from success. Um, and they give up before they become successful. So how do you help somebody understand if it really is a business that they love or if it's a business that they should give up on? 
Um, that usually, that actually has to do with the heart. You know, it, that first meeting that I have with them, when we sit down and we start talking about it, and, you know, we get, we get rid of all the, the chatter, and we actually sit down and we talk about, okay, why did you start this business? If, they're, if they go into it and, you know, they're, they're flat, you know, when they're talking about it and there's no excitement and they're just kind of rattling off, well, you know, I started doing this and I started doing that. And you, you kind of start to get the, the understanding of, okay, well, this is, this is where and why you're stuck where you're at. Where's the excitement? Where's the, you know, where's the joy? Where's the, the, the push, the heart that's going to move you forward? Because if you started a business that you didn't really like in the first place, how are you going to bring, bring that, that business up? It's like raising a child, you know, it, if you're not bringing the love into the relationship and you're not, you know, you're not treating that child with love, then they're not going to grow up to be an extremely loving person. They're not going to learn how to love. And so your business is, is like that. If you're not starting it out with, with the love and not starting it out with the, yes, I'm excited about this. And yes, let's do this then basically you've just created a job for yourself. You might as well go work for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, so we're coming up on to Holly Cow. It's like almost Thanksgiving already. Yes. Um, <laughs> so what do you think a business should do during the holiday season? If it's an entrepreneur, and not a brick and mortar and not a, um, you know, not an actual structure there. Uh, what would you suggest that people do to carry them and their clients through the holiday season and all the craziness that goes with that? Take time for yourself. Make sure that you're not spending all of your time for somebody else. Make sure that you are doing the self-care, that you are spending some of the love on yourself um depending on what the business is um i know a lot of people are doing their big sales or you know if there's products and my husband actually he has his own business too and and he sells products so you know the the holidays are, are a big time for actually you know selling products and getting things out there just remember that you know when you're spending all of this time getting your products out there, doing your launches, getting excited, you know, getting everybody excited. Remember also that the holidays are stressful. There's a lot going on. You're going to be having stress from your family who want, you know, who want you to stop doing, stop doing what you're doing and pay attention to them. And um, you want your, your customers who want their stuff now. <laughs> you know, they, want, they want their problems fixed now. And I know that I'm, you know, my customers are going into their fourth quarter. So, you know, if they haven't met their goals for the year, they're trying to do that last push to, you know, okay, I got to make enough money so that I reach my goals at the end of the year. You know, everybody's pushing at you. Make sure that you take time for yourself and make sure that, you know, that you have the help that you need so that you can take the time 
for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, what kind of things do you have planned for the new year? Oh, for the new year. I'm really excited about the new year. Um, I just started planning. Um, I just started planning a, um, an online course. So moving, moving online. Um, so I, like I said, I just started planning that. So that I'll be launching that. Um, and I'm doing this thing right now, um, for fun, which is actually, I'm, I have this thing in the back of my mind of tying it into my business. Um, there's this thing going on in November called NaNoWriMo. It's actually this, this writing kind of, um, contest thing where you write 50, thousand words uh-huh. um, from November 1st to November 30th and I'm actually I've been doing that and I'm writing a fiction book but it's it's all about um, how running running your business is kind of like running your life mm-hmm. you know and so I've been tying tying that in so I'm actually writing a fiction book about entrepreneur entrepreneurship um, and so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, through the local chamber, because I'm, I'm the co-organizer of Women Mean Business, um, we're starting a 12-week program for women who are starting their, who are interested in starting their own business, mm-hmm. you know, um, teaching them all the different steps that they're going to need to know, you know, for, you know, local stuff, accounting, marketing, social media, um, all of those things all being taught by the the local um, women business owners. Um, and we're also, we also have a program for women who already have their businesses um, and they, they may need some kind of brush up education. You know, maybe they're not so great at accounting and maybe they can come um, once a month to um, an accounting course or a marketing course just so they can get a little bit of brush up on, you know, hey, this this is the way the taxes are changing, or hey, social media is adding this, and you might be interested in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really excited about helping with that. I'm really I'm really big into helping the community, and that's actually that's actually how I've been getting my my clients in the past. Um, moving online is um, is new to me, um, but I am excited about starting that, and I've been working with uh, um, a couple of marketers to to help me move into that space mm-hmm. okay that's great so um what is uh, one particular piece of knowledge that you would pass on to our listeners the piece of knowledge that i want to instill is you have the answers if you get still enough you have the answers the key is learning to be still <laughs> getting rid of all the chatter. Okay, I have a question for you, Ben, about mm-hmm. that. Um, what if you like are spending time meditating on a problem that, um, and you just yeah. cannot hear the answer? Is it helpful to have somebody there with you, like a coach, that you can bounce things off of, or do you really think somebody can do it all by themselves? Um, I. I personally believe that somebody can do it by themselves. And I think a lot of times it's, it's um, unless it's something that they haven't learned yet, but the answer could be, you need to go 
find the answer on this. You need to go learn this. You need to find somebody who knows this. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be the answer. Um, but I think, I think a lot of times it is because we're so busy and there's so much chatter going on that even when we get quiet, we don't, we don't still enough to hear the answer. Mm-hmm. Or is it, do you think part of it is also that um, we don't recognize it as an answer? Yes. Yes. I was actually just thinking that as you were answering, sometimes we don't, you know, we second guess ourselves a lot. It'll come up and we just kind of push it aside. Like, nope, (laughs) we're not ready to hear it. So we're pushing it aside. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but I actually do really recommend getting a coach um, or a mentor, somebody that you can work with. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, I am big into learning. I, I believe that we're here to help each other and that everybody has a, a specific skill that is innate to themselves. And a lot of times we don't even recognize that, hey, you know, this thing that you're doing so easily, that person over there doesn't find that easy, you mm-hmm. know. So, so I think definitely, you know, hiring a coach um, joining a group, um, going to your local chamber, you know, they, if you join the chamber, they usually have, you know, local classes that you can go to for free, Mm -hmm. you know, or networking, you know, anywhere where you can learn from somebody Mm -hmm. because talking, talking things out a lot of times will bring, will bring you the answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will. Um, and and again, even if you're talking things out and you don't get the answer there, then the silence after the talking out. We need to spend more time in silence and we just don't. Because we've got like this squirrel brain going on. It's, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll think about this problem or I'll meditate on this problem or I'll talk about this problem. And we we do that. We do all that. And then mm-hmm. after we're all done with all that, then we worry it to death. So it's like the yeah. brain never gets a chance to stop running to be able to hear what's being said in those quiet spaces. Yes, and then we have the the cell phone and the you know the laptops and the TV and you know we always have something going on. There's always there's always some distraction. It's very very difficult to get to the point where you are in silence. It's um it it even happens to me and I meditate, I meditate every morning. However, there are just some times when even my husband will look at me and he's like, you need to go camping or something. Um, Like twice this year, he actually took me into the, you know, into the woods camping and it was just the two of us. And I, I don't think we talked. I think we talked for maybe an hour for the whole time we were there. It was more about the silence and just, being unplugged there was no cell phone there was nothing it was just silence Mm -hmm. and we were only there we went uh sunday evening and we came back monday morning and i felt rejuvenated because i had been in the silence Mm -hmm. so how important do you think um self-trust is because we had talked about self-trust earlier and now if you don't have self-trust, can you hear the answers? 
that actually um, is one of the main reasons to to hire somebody or to, you know, or to like join a mastermind or something somewhere where you can be among other business owners so that you can, you know, he, you can talk to them about, well, this came up and I was thinking about doing this, but then, you know, I, I might do this. They might turn you back around and say, hey, you're second guessing yourself. Somebody who can point it out to you. Hey, you already had the answer. Why are you not believing the answer that you have? Mm -hmm. You know, so it, because definitely we do tend to trust other people over ourselves. And it does take, you know, learning and building up our own trust again. It, yeah, it does. It also takes, um, I think, you know, a lot of networking events or whatever are just big, huge social party things. Mm -hmm. and, and they're not really that useful. So uh, like you mentioned, a mastermind, that is very helpful to be able yes. to have, have people focused on your issue for whatever length of time they are able to give you is really very helpful. So um, Stephanie, tell us, how can people get a hold of you if they would like to know more about what it is that you do? and also about this new online program that you're coming up with. Okay. Well, I am actually, um, I'm on Facebook. So I have a business Facebook page. You can find me at Familiar Thoughts. Um, you can also find me under Stephanie Armagost. And I, I love, you know, I love having friends. <laughs> um, and I have a website. It's familiarthoughts.com. So you can reach me through, through any of those. Um, and I, I would just love to hear from, I love to hear from people. I love to connect to people. Um, I love to, you know, to become friends on Facebook, <laughs> even. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you so much for being with us uh, today, Stephanie. And I really appreciate all of the things that you've said. And, you know, some of the points that you've made, I agree with wholeheartedly. And that is living from the heart, being responsible and accountable to yourself as well as everybody else. And optimism. Yeah, just just decide. I'm going to be happy. And people get so cranky at that. It's like, it's not that easy. No, it isn't easy. But no. it's you can learn. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's wonderful. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And thank you so much for this opportunity. And it has been great speaking with you. And, and I have really enjoyed this discussion today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today as we learned happiness hacks, relationship tools, how to refuel our resilience batteries and perfect our roar. Resilience, optimism, accountability, and resourcefulness. Roar to win. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.